Leaders create leaders, not followers. Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I'm going to come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create the success that you truly deserve. Welcome to episode 102 of the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. And if you are a new listener, then welcome. And if you are a returning listener, then welcome back. And as always, if you are a network marketer, new or old to the profession, and you are still using Facebook and Instagram as your drivers on how to build your business, and you're not getting the results that you want, and you're not yet using LinkedIn, then head over to my website, www.scottaaron.net where you can fill out the free 15-minute discovery call form so we can talk, where I can learn more about you, your struggles, your business, and how we could potentially work together. So I'm super excited about today's episode because this has become a, a dear friend of mine. And it's so funny because you're going to hear this in this interview, how much of an old soul this person is and at such a young age, so knowledgeable in what they're achieving and literally still being at the ground floor of the lives that, that this person is impacting with their company. And as always, instead of me telling the person's story, I absolutely want them to tell it themselves. So Bryce Wilson, welcome to today's episode. Well, thanks for having me, Scott. <laughs> well, happy to be here. <laughs> thanks, brother. So you know, obviously you, you have a very diverse background of how you got into what you're doing right now with your company. So why don't you take us back, you know, before all of what you're doing existed and, you know, what was it on your journey that, that had that entrepreneurial spirit obviously lit inside of you that has you doing what you're doing now. And, and obviously we'll get more into that as well. Hmm. Okay. I, I, I've never been asked this question before, but I think I have the answer. Um, so going back before I had a company, before anything, my life always revolved around sports. Um, it was, I think I played seven sports in high school at one time. I played soccer in college. That's really all I was. Um, and I think that, that what I loved about sports is, I could kind of, and I guess this is with anything, but I could, whether I failed or whether I succeeded, it was on me. I had that control. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that that kind of led me into entrepreneurship because when I was done with soccer in college, I was pretty much lost. I, I you know, that, that had been my life for 20 something years and, all of a sudden it was done. I wasn't going on a, a pro path and I was done with my eligibility. So I was kind of stranded trying to figure out what was next for me. Um, I 
like a lot of us entrepreneurs, I kind of stumbled into it. It wasn't a, it wasn't premeditated that I was going to start a business. Um, but I, I, I began my ticket business and saw an opportunity and just kind of realized that, Hey, this is, this is something where I have that control and I'm able to kind of build my own destiny. And if, if it works out, it's because of me. If it doesn't, it's because of me. Wasn't you know, leaving leaving it up to chance or leaving it up to anybody else. So, where do you think that your entrepreneurial spirit came from? You know, obviously, it was after you were done with soccer. It was you know what's next. But how did you figure out that you were you know quote unquote psychologically unemployable and <laughs> you you would be better running your own business than you working for someone else? Oh uh, yeah. So. I mean, I always kind of had the the entrepreneur in me. I sold shoes when I was in middle school and stuff like that. And my my answer to this question, I'm always like hesitant to say it because I feel like it sounds arrogant. Um, but I've always I've always felt with a lot of things. You know, working at golf courses growing up, I always had the idea in my head of I can do a better job than you're doing with a lot of people, and I don't say that in an arrogant way. Um, you know, there, there's so many people who do things so much better than me. I have people on my team that do things way better than I could ever do. But I always had that belief in myself, uh, you know, of I, I can excel in a sense. And it, it was tough for me to put myself underneath somebody else. I think that that's where the unemployable comes in <laughs> because I would have a hard time working for somebody else. I enjoy working with people, not for them. Well, I don't, I don't think it's so much arrogance. I think it's more or less you being a visionary in the sense that you always, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you always found yourself finding holes and gaps in, in what you were being told what to do that wasn't working as effectively or efficiently as possible. And you knew that you intuitively could figure out and find a better way. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And now thinking about the question more, I, a big part of it was I was, you know, I had, I had started my company, not really as a full-time thing, just kind of doing it for fun. It was never really, I, w- I wouldn't even have considered myself an entrepreneur, but I had a meeting with my advisor in college while this was going and, and, she asked me what I wanted to do. And I kind of said, you know, I think it'd be cool to be like an athletic director. I think it eventually would be cool to own my own business. And she, she laughed at me and was like, yeah, well maybe, you know, maybe when you're 30, 40 years old, you can own your own business. But what about when you graduate? And I kind of took that as a, you can't do that, which I, I think would, I would say little, little bit of a fire. Um, you can't do that. Okay. Watch me. So you, you started the business obviously as a little side thing while you were in college, correct? Correct. So let's talk about, you know, your ticket business and just to explain to the audience how it conceptually came about when you were in college and, and, what kind of impact you saw monetarily while you were still in college? 
Um, yeah, so this is always a hard question for me because it w- really wasn't conceptual. It just, it, again, it just kind of happened. I just stumbled into it. Um, and, and I'll give the, the brief background of what we do. So with, with our business, essentially the idea is if you have tickets to a concert or a game or something, and for some reason you can't go if you get sick or decide against it, instead of trying to sell them on your own, you can sell them to us. Um, but I think that all started with me at first having tickets and not being able to use them and selling them on my own, realizing this is not as clear and as cookie cutter as it should be. Um, you know, for, for, for me, I, I had to go on, I had to list them on a website, which was difficult enough as it was, but then I had to price the ticket competitively and make sure it sold and had that fear of it not selling at all. Um, so I ended up making a Twitter page where I was reaching out to people and you know, trying to buy their tickets. And this was, this was between my junior and senior year of college. Um, it was just, just, I was working in a pro shop at a golf course and it was Florida summer and too hot for anyone to golf. So I was just in there alone all day on my computer <laughs> working away at this. Um, but it started as a Twitter page and I was, doing it, making a couple hundred bucks a day, ended up making a Facebook page and it kind of blew up. Um, there it was, you know, monetarily in, in the first year, 2017, we were in six months, we did a hundred thousand in sales. Um, then went on to 2018, we surpassed a million and 2019, we've got the goal of three in our, I'm pays for 2.5 right now, but have the expectation of three. <laughs> I, I I'm laughing because it's it's just so ridiculous how how some businesses are created. It, it's my business, the same thing. It was created just by accident. It, it was yeah. when you know some sometimes the best businesses are created when you are solving a problem for a lot of people. And again, you know, people know what I do, but there's a lot of people out there that buy tickets to events and they can't use them. So they're then stuck with either the tickets, they give them away to friends or family, and then they're out the money anyway, because you're not going to charge your your family or friends or they, they get unused. And you saw this because it's something that you experienced yourself so what, what was it like being a college student and making more money than the professors that were teaching you how to graduate college? I, I don't know if I've ever even thought about that. Um, I, it's inter- it's it, an interesting thought, though, right? Because you, you were yeah. you were learned like the education that you were getting running this business and, and creating a hundred thousand dollars in sales in six months, which, you know, equates to $200,000 a year in sales is more than the average college professor makes in, in a whole, in a whole year themselves. So what, what were the lessons that you were learning turning this little idea and side hustle into full, to a full fledged business? Yeah. I mean, I, as far as, I don't know, I, I feel like some people would, would 
take that and be like, well, I'm, you know, who are you to teach me? I'm, I'm making more money than you. But I, I never saw it like that. Mm. I, I had professors that were absolute geniuses and it was just in a different area. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that it did for me was it gave, it gave my schooling meaning. And I was, I was an accounting major because I literally had no idea what I wanted to do. And I figured, well, can kind of apply this to anything. Yeah. So might as well do accounting. But from there, it, it turned into, I, I was more engaged in classes and more interested because I had this business and it was, I was learning stuff that I could directly apply to what I was doing. So what's, what's the best, piece of advice that you were given because you know obviously your advisor gave you some different advice but you know 2017 now 2018 you got a full-fledged business and obviously you started you know coaching with people and you started mentoring what was the what was the best piece of advice that you were given when you first started off Hmm. i don't know if i have anything that stands out in particular or what helped you the most when you were first starting out? Uh, I think I, you know, I, I think my biggest help was I had an early realization that I couldn't do it all on my own. And, and I pride myself all the time on the fact that I never was and never have been afraid to delegate and outsource and, you know, I think that's why we've grown at the rate we've grown is because I believed in the company and I said, okay, let's bring on more people. Let's, you know, I'm not the expert at this. Let's bring on an expert at this. Um, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in, I need to do everything and I'm the expert and and, I'm the only one who knows how to do this right Mm -hmm. without taking a step back and realizing if you can, well, first off, you're probably wrong. And there's probably a lot of people out there that are experts in a certain field or a certain, you know, on a certain topic that can do 10 times better. But on top of that, even if you find somebody that's able to do 80% as good as you can do, it frees up your time to be able to build and expand and grow the business instead of getting caught in the, in the hamster wheel. Yeah. I mean, network marketing is a lot like that because it is entrepreneurship. It just looks a little bit different. And it's so important to have a team around you. And a lot of, you know, entrepreneurship can be a very, very lonely place. You know, you find yourself just spending a lot of time on social media or sitting in your office and you're in computer and doing this, that, or the other. And, you know, interacting with people is one thing, but having a team around you, whether it's a team that's growing a network marketing business with you or, you know, like your business where, you know, you have a virtual assistant, you have an in-person assistant, you have a marketing manager, you have salespeople, you have all these, these integral pieces that, that keep this, this vehicle moving forward. It's all the same. It just looks different. So what do you, what do you feel has been the most beneficial lesson that you've learned by surrounding yourself with the right people? Not just, not just with your business, but you and I are in a in an, an elite level mastermind together. How important has the circle of influence that has changed over the last nine months? How has that benefited you as well? Yeah, I mean, it's you hear it all the time. It's almost cliche, but 
you are who you surround yourself with, or you're the average of your, your five closest friends or the five people you spend the most time with. Um, but it really couldn't be more true. And for me, I, I, you know, I didn't have anybody who was entrepreneurial in my family. I, I, you know, I've learned so much from people from my family and my friends, as far as leadership goes and other things, but I never had an entrepreneur, um, anyone that I could go to from that sense. So putting myself in the, in the mastermind that we're in, in that environment was huge for me, not only from the standpoint of being surrounded by entrepreneurs, but I walked in, you know, I've never been arrogant, but I was a 22 year old with a million dollar business and walked into the room where I, I felt like I was two feet tall. I, I remember my first conversation with my first accountability partner and he said he had a net worth of $55 million. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm, <laughs> I'm nobody. I got a long way to go. But, you know, I think, I think that that's been a huge motivator for me seeing you know, where things can go from mentors and from friends not being you know, stuck with low ceilings, I guess you could say. And just so the audience knows, how, how old are you currently right now? I'm 23. Just turned 23, right? Uh, 23 in March, yep. Awesome. And, and that's the thing. Entrepreneurship doesn't know age. Success doesn't know age. Leadership doesn't know age. So whether you're just coming out of college or have been out of college for 15 years, Everyone starts in the same, same place. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How important and how beneficial has it been for you to focus on the mindset of, of an entrepreneur? Because, you know, we spend a lot of time in, in our own head. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things that, that don't work when we're building our businesses. So how, how important has it been for you to focus on your mindset, to continue focusing forward and being positive? Uh, I think we've talked about this in depth, Scott, but it obviously it's huge. Um, uh, as an entrepreneur, you're going to have days where you feel like you're on top of the world. And I mean, for me, I go from hour to hour. One hour, I'll feel like I'm on top of the world. And the next, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I, I have you know, everything's falling apart. Everything's breaking. Um, I mean, it's, it's being able to be resilient and always having a, a positive outlook. I've, you know, again, I, I pride myself on being able to remain level-headed. I don't get too high. I don't get too low and kind of accept things for what they are. I mean, it's part of it and there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be issues. A lot of things you can't control, but deal with it as they come and, and keep plugging away. And it's so true. You can only control what you can control. And, mm -hmm. you know, your thoughts are, are some of the things that you can absolutely control. And the entrepreneurial roller coaster, which is also a book by Darren Hardy, who wrote the compound effect. It's, it is every, every day is different. Every hour is different, but something that I know is that, there truly is a lesson learned in every experience thing that you have 
in entrepreneurship. There, there's never a day that's going to go by where you can't sit down at some point at the end of the day and have a takeaway or a lesson learned or a victory or even a failure where you then learn how to succeed. That's, you know, I think a lot of people conceptually feel that entrepreneurship is much like the lottery. You know, there's, there's a lot of people that don't win and there's only a few people that do. But what I know is, is that everyone has the same odds of succeeding in entrepreneurship, no matter what the vehicle is, having your own business like you and I, or a network marketing business or whatever it is, but it still takes the same thing. It takes consistency. It takes drive. It takes having the right mindset, the right money mindset, the right circle of influence around you. And you hear the quote all the time that success leaves clues. It truly does. And, and for me, you know, the, this past year of being in the mastermind that we're in, it's completely changed my life in so many ways, not just monetarily, but personally with the relationships that I've built such, you know, like the one that we've developed, but other people in there, but understanding that you, if you want to uplevel your business, whether it's monetarily or whatever it is, you need to surround yourself with people that are succeeding more than you so you can learn what steps they've taken on the beach that they're walking on so you can start following in their footsteps. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. So is there a, is there a book or is there something that you kind of latched onto podcast-wise that was or still is instrumental in Bryce's daily habits of, of how he gets himself in the right mindset to move forward. And if so, what's the book or what's the podcast that's really assisted you? Um, there's one book that stands out to me and it's, it, it really has affected my mindset, my mindset when it comes to leadership. Um, it's multipliers by Liz Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, that, I need to read it again, but that's been instrumental to me. It gave me so much of a better understanding as to how to lead and, and how to get the most out of people. So let's talk about that. What was your concept of leadership before you read that? And what was the realization of leadership after you read that book? Uh, um, I mean, it, it it just gave me the understanding that you need to give people freedom to be able to excel and, and not handcuff. And I think a lot of leaders, they're caught up in barking orders and telling people what to do and micromanaging. And the, this, this book talks about diminishing leadership qualities. And there's a lot of things that we do as leaders that at first glance, they look really good. You know, if you, if you look over someone's shoulder and you fix something for them, you think you're doing a good thing, but in reality, what you're doing is creating dependency on you. You know, instead you can allow that person to fail and learn on their own. And because of that, they're going to come out 10 times better. Mm. And there's so many other examples in the book, but a lot of stuff that, that we do as leaders that we think are, uh, we think we're doing the right thing and really we're holding people back. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put a link to the book in the show notes so people can grab that. Uh, but one more time, title of the book and, and who's the author by? 
It's called Multipliers by Liz Wiseman. Awesome. Now, a couple rapid-fire questions before we wrap up. Recently, you know, currently right now, what do you think has been the greatest victory that you've had so far in 2019? Um, I think the fact that I've been able to maintain my personal health, maintain my relationships. I haven't let my business take over in any sort of way. Awesome. You know, it's that work-life balance that everyone, I mean, there really is no work-life balance, but there's, you know, work-life integration, but also, um, just keeping it at a level where it allows you to progress not only personally, but professionally as well. And I think that's, it's very important to have that harmonious connection between the two. Yeah, absolutely. How about biggest lesson that you've learned this year that either came from a failure or from a victory that has propelled you forward? Um, I would say know, know where you're going. Or, or at least have an idea of where you're going. If not, you're never going to get there. Yeah, got to have that vision. And what is the one thing that you're working on right now that is exciting you most closing out 2019 going into 2020? Uh, building my team. Uh, I'm continuing to bring more people on. And I, I've got, man, I've got awesome people. I mean, we talk about it, it's not what I've done. It's what we've done. Um, um, every day I'm seeing someone just amaze me. Uh, I, I see people with new confidence and puffing their chest up because of something they've done in business. And it's, it's amazing to see what it's doing for us as a business. Um, but on top of that, the, you know, watching these people grow as individuals is so cool. Amazing. I love it. So Bryce, how can people find out more about you, your business, what you do, and just connect with you in general? Uh, yeah. So the business is Ticket Pickers, um, ticketpickers.com, Ticket Pickers on Facebook, uh, Instagram, wherever, wherever you can find us. Um, as far as, as far as me, I mean, I'm, I'm on Instagram, but I, I like to lay low. (laughs) (laughs) You won't see me. I think my last Instagram post was probably five months ago. We, we, we know Um, this. We, we know this. Bryce is a behind the scenes guy. Yeah. You know, I like the whole grind in silence and just just show the product. I love it. Um, But I guess Bryce Bryce Wilson underscore five would be my Instagram name. You can see my post once a year. (laughs) I love it. Uh, And for the listeners, definitely check out ticketpickers.com. He's got a a great, great business and it's helping a lot of people, you know, enjoy life, seeing concerts, going to, to sporting events. And I think it's just conceptually just a beautiful idea that he's turned uh, a passion into a profit. And, and I just want to wish you, much, much continued success, brother. Just grateful for you and your friendship. And, and thank you so much for being here today with the audience. Yes, sir. Feeling is mutual. Happy to be here. Thanks, brother. So again, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please enjoy the rest of your days and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.
Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all of the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.